you're listening to the Mito Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Megan. And today we are bringing back Brie and Jesse. Um, we had you guys on, they actually had to remind me because I was not prepared like last time. Uh, <laughs> we're on episode 14. So if you guys would like to go back and find the first podcast that we had with them, um, it was around June 20th, episode number 14. And we just wanted to bring you guys back because we want to talk to you. <laughs> we want to yeah. see how the last year has been and what's going on, what's new. And yeah, how are you guys doing? We're good. Um, thank you for having us back. Yeah. That, that means that you liked us. <laughs> we did. We do. <laughs> we do. Okay. We do. No, I so appreciate you guys doing this. It's just such a cool podcast. So, and it's also a little bit therapeutic for us, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, we're good. Mm-hmm. A lot has changed in the <laughs> yeah. last year. Yeah. Like, like what? How's Kyra doing? She's doing really good. Uh, the last time we talked to you guys was, as you just mentioned, kind of June of last year. And uh, we just had a pretty major scare with her being in the, the PICU and being intubated. And she did really, really well um, and was able to, uh, how long was she in the PICU? For like 12 days. 12 days or something like that. And knock on wood, she hasn't been sick since. We haven't had any well hospital admissions. Not hospital admissions, but she has been sick. Yeah. okay so we um so last time we talked to you she was just out of the hospital and she um it was right when COVID hit and so that was really scary for everybody but then um then in October we ended up all getting COVID oh Oh, gosh yeah so we were so scared that Kyra was going to go to the hospital again but but she did amazing so that's why I say wow that's yeah that's amazing because (laughs) I'm thinking ICU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We um I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, we, there's a lot of the UMDF Mito doc calls. And at the beginning of the pandemic, there were, you know, they were doing them once a month and it was a lot about COVID. And they just didn't really, they had like one or two Mito mm-hmm. families that even had had it. And I think in one of them, the parents got sick, but the child didn't. Um, and one of them, the child got sick, although I don't know the age and passed away. Uh-huh. And so we were all scrambling, like, how is this going to affect our Mito kids? So that's so good to hear that she did really well. And you yeah. did as well. We were more wusses than she was. I mean, honestly, it's harder on us. Um, yeah, she slept for like a few days, right? Um, and that was kind of scary because I couldn't really, we couldn't really wake her up, right? Like, yeah, for a couple of days, she, she slept quite a bit, but yeah. we were exhausted as well. I mean, we were, we were pretty sick, um, but yeah, I mean, she did amazing. I, I think about when she gets sick with just a basic cold, mm-hmm. and it's just so much more additional care that we have to do with just her lung management and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, with COVID, thank God she just uh, rocked it and was just sleepy for a few days, and then she had to deal with us whining for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were the lucky ones, that's yes, for sure. Very lucky. Yeah, that's awesome. Not awesome that you got COVID, but it's awesome that you did. But I mean that we came out of it. Yeah. And then um, the anxiety of COVID with a medically fragile kid kind of subsided a little bit. I mean, obviously we're still super cautious and, uh, but man, it was like almost refreshing. It's so silly to say, but yeah. So we all came out of it. Okay. All of our family members that got it are, were okay. So that's not a lot of other people's stories. So we really are lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're kind of, uh, 
we got contacted by the NIH, um, the National Institute of Health, and they want to study how mito, how COVID affects kids with mito. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing, we're sending off like uh, blood samples of all three of us and just like, we're just participating in a study for that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. How did they, so how'd they find you guys? Um, our doctors, um, at Seattle Children's Hospital, um, Dr. Senado, he knows, um, the, the, you know, he knows all of those research guys, uh, about, and gals about the Mito stuff so he put us in touch and then I also just get the emails um from Mito Research I forget what the exact uh organization is but yeah I also got it in an email too to participate um just hey has anybody had COVID so um yeah yeah so I'm I'm happy to be a part of that it's really easy on our end I just um, and we don't really get anything out of it but I just you know I'm always about research for this, you know, um, for Kairos disease. I always want to help with research if possible. Yeah, of course. I mean, it all has to start somewhere. So mm-hmm. it's great that you guys are, are willing to do that. It's definitely going to help for kids in the future. Yeah, I hope so. That's our hope. Yeah. How often do you guys have to go out to Seattle? Because it's a pretty far drive for you, right? You have to, it's, it's not like you just pack up the car real quick and head out. It's a couple days that you have out of your schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. We usually uh, stop about halfway. Um, so it's usually uh, at least a, a three-day trip when we go, um, usually longer. Um, but she's been tolerating the, the, the car rides really well for the most part. Um, and you go every three months. Every three months mm-hmm. right now. And I think since last time we talked to you guys, uh, we're still waiting to do... Um, the muscle biopsy uh, to confirm her mitochondrial disease so that we could get on the drug trial. And that's something we had been waiting for for over two years, I think, up to that point. And so um, it's been about, I think, six or eight months ago, we finally got the muscle biopsy done. And while we were actually waiting for results, I don't know how Dr. Senado was able to get the ball rolling with the drug trial that we were able to start it. It's been about five months now she's been on it almost six and so we don't know if she's on the actual drug or not or uh the placebo and so in june mid-june we're going back out and at that point we will be um for sure on the actual drug trial we won't know if we're on the placebo or anything but prior to that Mm -hmm. it'll be more you know a few years down the road but uh we're excited because you know uh i guess best or worst case scenario, however you want to look at it. Um, we're hopeful that we'll even see more improvement, but she's been doing amazing yeah, over the last I'm year. I'm so excited to just tell you guys about all this stuff that she's been doing um, and how she's been progressing and uh, developing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, well, I have good news, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> all. <laughs> so happy. Um, so you said just to go back a little bit for you, she's been on the trial for five months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you guys, I know that you don't know if she's on the placebo or not, but are there things that you guys have like noticed? Because I mean, obviously, I mean, yeah, kids grow up and everything, but at the same time, I would think that you would see a noticeable difference. Yeah. It's hard because it's, do, is it her development? Is she just in a good place with her meds and her keto diet and her mm-hmm. seizure control to where she's, her, she's able to develop or is it this trial drug that we're on? And is she improving because of that? And I don't know what it is, but she is improving in a lot of ways, like 
tracking with her eyes. Um, she does have cortical visual impairment, so she's legally blind. And so um, a lot of our therapies are uh, geared towards that. And she's just, um, yeah, just like really progressed. But she also was on a new heart med, you know, because mm-hmm. she has a disease called Wolf Parkinson White in her heart and she's on enalapril or what, I don't know if you guys want me to say the medications or not. Um, Okay. But, um, she, she's had improvements in her, just her, uh, overall circulation perfusion. Yeah. Um, there for a while we're getting uh, pretty concerned just because she had really just purple extremities, especially in her feet. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, uh, you could tell just her circulation wasn't doing well. And so they did, uh, what's called an echocardiogram to check out how her um, cardiac output, how her uh, squeeze of her heart was working. And uh, they identified that that was much lower than they wanted it to be. And so we had a little bit of, uh, you know, concern with that. But once we got started on this new uh, medication, um, it's uh, actually improved with uh, our last cardiac um, appointments. So. Yeah. So lots of improvements, hard to tell if it's the trial drug, mm-hmm. new meds, or just general development. But I mean, if you had, if I like was up against the wall, I would have to say that it's probably the trial drug. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that so sick and wrong? They make us do a placebo for six months. It was <laughs> <laughs> <Those> darn scientists. <laughs> scientists. Um, what is the drug called? Are you able to say? Yeah. Yeah. It's called um, vitiquinone. Okay. Used to be called Epi 743, uh, and now um, it's called Vitiquinone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we are very familiar with that. <laughs> really, you are? The EPI 743. Yeah, it's actually um, Dr. Enns, which is out of San Francisco, is one of the doctors okay. who was the first one to get involved with that. And um, yeah, so we knew it as EPI 743, but okay. I knew they had changed the name, but we'd never, yeah, and Ashley has her own story with that as well so okay yeah. interesting Mine's not happy. <laughs> yeah yeah okay no um for us it was more of um we were in the hospital and they knew we were at end of life and yeah. at time, you could request to the fda hey this is what's going on can we please have because there wasn't an active trial but they were yes. allowing people at end of life to try mm-hmm. it yes. and they denied us um, so frustrating. And, uh, yeah, it was it was really hard, and I mean, wow, going on too. And I now I wish I had. I, I mean, I didn't know how I would, but I, I yeah. wish I could have fought that because I, I've heard a lot about the drug, and I've talked to a lot of families that their kids were on it from the first trials, and yeah. um, it's amazing the things that that they are discovering is just, is crazy. And I, I do think that if we had had the opportunity, Angie's story might've been a little bit different. Yeah. Oh, that's seriously heartbreaking to me. And probably, you probably feel excited for us, but at the same time, like, what the heck? Like we no, could have done I, I feel, uh, I, I'm a hundred percent excited for you. I know that, I know that, but I just, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. I'm just glad that they're at a point where they found another company to take it on because that's yes. why change the name that's yes. why it's EPI anymore uh-huh. mm-hmm. I thought actually it had a different name I did too yeah. oh well here look the, it says it just says vitiquinone companies <laughs> doing this now because I just I don't know the name of the company well because it's usually the name well no I talked to someone like a week ago yeah and I bet you it's in our paperwork 
I don't know. Uh, the name of the, so what they, what the other company renamed the drug is yeah. the, the drug's name has the company's name in it. And it wasn't that. Oh, okay. So I if there's like two different trials going on right, right. there, there which very well could be yeah because i know there were different doctors involved in it so and what i'm i'm under the impression that it's um a vitamin derivative yeah vitamin, vitamin e, e derivative e. so yeah. um yeah i don't know and i'm yeah i'm just so excited that we have the chance to be on it because next appointment we'll find out or, or she will be on it for sure for sure and for how it's going for her right now best case scenario is that she's on the placebo and then she gets, you know, even yeah. better. Um, but even if she's on the drug, I'll be happy too, because I mean, she's back at preschool um, just two days a week, but she's able to engage. She's laughing. Like she doesn't cry anymore. Um, I mean, she does like, if you pinch her, yeah. like any kid, <laughs> which we don't that often. Yeah. Her nickname cry is starting to go away. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the last time we talked, that was what her nickname was. <laughs> and not by us, but by, by the, kid, by the, the kids. cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw a video that you had posted with her and two two see? other little girls, and yeah. oh my gosh, it was so cute. She was totally engaging with them. Did you see how she was moving her head and yeah. looking? Yeah, yeah. So those are the improvements that I've just been so excited to tell you guys about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm That's so glad to hear that. Thank you. Um, so is there anything else new? How are you two doing? Um, we're good. We're uh, struggling a little bit at this moment, to be honest, because we were pregnant and we just had a miscarriage. So um, that's a little bit hard for us right now because, I mean, we were just so excited to give Kyra a sibling and we were just about to go through our genetic testing to see if this baby um, was affected with Kyra's um, IRS2 gene. And at that appointment is when they said, we don't see the heartbeats. We were almost 12 weeks, like just really excited, really took on the idea like, okay, we're gonna do it. We don't know if this kid is gonna be super healthy or not. Um, and yeah, so our, our, we're, we're kind of like, we were punched in the gut a little bit. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's part of life, and um, it's I've had a miscarriage before, and so I think I think it'll be okay. There's nothing that's shouting like you know um, infertility or anything like that. So uh, it's it's kind of a, and it's kind of a hard subject for me to talk about in public, which I do talk about it in public, but I I know that there's going to be a lot of um, um, stigma or judgment or um, just differing opinions because when you have a genetic disease that you could possibly pass down to a baby, you know, the question is, should you procreate or should you not? And, and, and that's just, you know, it's just so personal. Absolutely. Um, so I'm open with it, um, more open than Jesse is because I'm just, you know, that's our personalities, but and it's you're just going exactly through. Way, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. So yeah, it's just, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I no, just want to say, I totally and 100% I understand how you feel because I feel that way too. It's so scary to think about like having another child for that reason. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, and it sucks to have to worry about what other people think or what other people are going to say. Yeah, but I can say it's 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 not anyone else's life, and they are not living. They might have, they might see, and they might know that you have this genetic disease that could be passed on but it's such like a random thing I mean you yeah. wouldn't have not had Kyra like and I you know and look yeah and so you can't yeah. 
putting your life on this possibility, but it is scary. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Sure. Yeah. And it's, um, if we didn't feel so strongly just in our heart of hearts that we want to be parents to and give Kyra siblings and things like that, then we would just be like, nope, we're not doing it. But it's just something we can't deny. And so it's just the journey we're going to take. And uh, yeah. we want to help yeah. our doctors. Kyra's doctors are, you know, so helpful to us too. And our doctors here in Boise are helpful. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. you, you know, the road, you already have Kyra, you're going through this. So we're really other, good at this. Yeah. When other people look at the situation, it probably scares them. They're like, Oh my gosh, how could you do this? Why would you want to do, you know, like that kind of thing in there. It's just yeah. a different thing when you walk that road. Yeah. yeah. We, we can do this. We know how to do this. And this is what mm-hmm. we want. And too, yeah. it's all Thank about you. education of it as well. Like you said, you, you talk to her doctors and they're on your side. That's, mm-hmm. that's what's most important. Yeah. And they had kind of a plan like, okay, here's what we missed with Kyra's disease. So if we were to do it again, here's how we would make sure that we stopped the infantile spasms quickly doing this, this, and this. I mean, um, our doctor said something that was really just like comforting to me um, early on when I was uh, just found out I was pregnant. He said, um, we know what to do and we can do it even better this time. Mm-hmm. And, and not, it's not saying that we were going to have an affected kid, but if we did, um, it just really gave me, cause I thought when I told the doctors, they would be like, well, you're, this is a terrible idea. You shouldn't do this. And that's not the feedback I got. And so that really helped. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know. Oh, okay. No, I was you- going to say, I know that when we went in and um, Troy, which Troy doesn't even have necessarily a confirmed um, mitochondrial disease right now, okay. it's, we think mitochondrial myopathy is something, but um, yeah. The doctor was like, like, you should not have any more kids. And granted, this was 13 years ago, but I was like, I was just taken back. Yeah. Did you just say that? Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) no, it was just, I mean, obviously I didn't, but I also got divorced and remarried and, you know, a lot of other things into that, but it was like, yeah. Oh, can doctors say that kind of stuff to you? (laughs) Yeah. That's heavy. That would be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I had this similar experience with you because Andrew and I, we hadn't really decided we wanted to talk to different doctors and see what the road would look like. Mm-hmm. And I had the same reaction from our doctors. They were all really excited, which took me aback. So I was like, I was expecting the same thing. I was like, I heard mm-hmm. you like, <laughs> reprimand me for wanting yeah. it. Like, so it was really, so really different. And I'm, I'm glad that you had that experience too, mm-hmm. of just being feeling supported from that, that type of a medical staff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really hard for like, uh, regular people <laughs> to really understand. Like adoption's a great idea. IVF isn't ideal. It's a great yeah. idea, but it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's options out there too, that we can explore if we can't get pregnant naturally. And, um, um, you know, we'll just, this is just the road we're on. Like yeah. for some reason, things aren't quite easy for Jesse and I in life, but they're beautiful. I mean, we find yeah. the beautiful things along the way, but man, I just really want to give Kyra a sibling cause she loves kids mm-hmm. <laughs> and she you loves her cousins yeah. and they just like breathe life into her and they make her laugh and they, they speak her language, which is very cool. And, um, it just feels right for our family. So we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Happy for you guys. I, yeah, I know that. You. It's, it's really hard to go through what you're going through right now, but um, I love you too. And unfortunately, oh, we love you. Thank you. Yeah, I was doing the podcast. So I have to call you. <laughs> you're 
hey guys <laughs> you guys are amazing yeah how's um, Troy Troy's doing good we actually this last year got another diagnosis for him of Milan syndrome which is an overgrowth syndrome which is why he's 13 and he's like 5'11". Oh, wow. <laughs> um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So we're still, we just actually did genetic tests um, a week ago um, to see because apparently Milan is the infix gene and apparently he has a big deletion on the infix gene, but right next to it is a mitochondrial gene. Yeah. So they're wondering if the deletion went over into that gene. Um, which mm -hmm. that's what maybe gave him his mitochondrial myopathy. So we just did a test. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, we'll have yeah. more information, but definitely when he did get this new diagnosis and I started doing the research and I mean, there's less than 50 children in the United States that have it. So it's super, wow. super rare. Wow. Um, but he just fits so many of the characteristics of this where mm -hmm. um, with Mito, I mean, he's developmentally delayed and, you know, there's a lot of things that um, he shows up with Mito as well, but he just definitely seems more Milan syndrome than Mito. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so we're just in this whole new phase of trying to figure out what we can and trying to get mm -hmm. into the other doctors that, um, you know, watching all these different um, I don't, just programs and things that different doctors have put out that there's only a few of them that, you know, are studying Milan syndrome. So we're like in this, this new stage again, trying to figure out what's going on, but he's oh been doing really well. He's very healthy. We just got him vaccinated um, last week. Oh, really? We first vaccination. So, which Ooh. I was so scared about, but of course the first one he did absolutely fine. So we'll okay. you know, keep our fingers crossed for the second dose. To, um, but yeah, he's, he's been doing really well. He ha mm -hmm. uh, received a new walker this last year and okay. he is like every day we have him out walking for at least a half hour in this walker. And we're super careful with them, obviously. So we go to like, we're at like San Diego state parking structure because nobody's there. You know, we're at all these mm -hmm. places. He is just running around in this thing and just, <laughs> cute. Awesome. he's ready to yeah. go. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> he's doing really well. We're extremely thankful. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, thank you for asking. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good to hear. Yeah. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you guys can think of that you want to share or any more updates? Um, I have a couple, like I wrote some things down. Um, yeah. So, oh, I did, um, we did find a couple more people in the United States and just in the world that have Kyra's exact genetic mutation, which is the IARS2. It's the, it's a mutation, right? Yeah, she had a uh, mutation and a deletion. I think it was twofold. But I'm terrible at this, you guys. I just know it's just whatever Kyra has. <laughs> anyway, so the mom um, in so there's a mom in Italy that I've connected with. A dad and a mom, I think, also in Italy. Gosh, it's hard for me to know because our bar our language barriers. Um, but anyways, we started a Facebook group for kids with IRS two, and then I found another mom in Louisiana, um, who her daughter is literally the cutest kid you've yeah, ever seen beautiful. in your life and she has Kyra's exact same genetic mutation um she presents she kind of like reminds me of Angie in a way because she's sassy like <laughs> the sass is real and so um I just love connecting with her mom and seeing their picture she just turned three so we're kind of a little community now in the IRS2 community um and so we're just like making sure that we have all of our information on our Facebook page for other families that may get this diagnosis and may want, you know, in, um, 
if their doctors want to get a hold of Kyra's muscle biopsy results because her muscle biopsy did show that the um, her IRS2 gene mutation is causing the mitochondrial dysfunction. Mm -hmm. So it's the only proven, like it's the first proven IRS2 dysfunction ever. Mm -hmm. um, so that was big for us. So I wanted, I want people to have access to that. Um, so yeah, we started a Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, she's in preschool. She's loving it. She's in a class of all boys. So she's just like, rules <laughs> the classroom. They really love her and her wheels on her wheelchair. Um, it's so cute. Um, that's it. Yeah, we're just going to gear up for a fun summer. We're going to go to Seattle a couple of times um, for doctor's appointments. We're, oh, Make-A-Wish um, said that they're granting us a wish. Ira, and, and they're going to get us a travel trailer. So we're going to go where, because we can't fly anymore with Kyra. She's too big and too much medical equipment. Um, so we're going to just get up and go. That's, <laughs> so that's awesome. That yeah. So we're waiting to hear. I think it's going to be like July or something. Um, but yeah, we're just trying to live life, have fun. Well, you guys are going to have to plan a trip to San Diego. Yeah. I kind of think we so. Just about yeah. A weeks ago, so. Well, we even if it's just Jesse and I, we'll be like, okay, Kyra stays with grandma. <laughs> Jesse and I are going to San Diego. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I'm so glad that everything is going so well and that she has Thank been amazing over the last year and I can't wait to hear back from you guys to find out how what what the trial is like if what yeah. she's on if she's on it or she's not and um, okay yeah we'll we'll keep in touch yeah please do please do yeah this okay. was an awesome update we're so happy for you guys thank yeah. you yeah we're just we're all good things I mean you know we still have hard days it's not that she can oh, yeah. walk all of a sudden or she's mm -hmm. cured but man um just strides from the last time I talked to you guys and um yeah she's just happy and healthy and mm -hmm. and good for now i'm knocking on wood it's it crazy <laughs> yeah. the year it has been with, with covid, COVID yeah we had a lot of blessings too because uh, my work was super supportive and i was able to work from home really the last like over i don't know year 14 mm -hmm. months and just slowly getting back into going into the office and so so much of that you know, uh, the mornings when she's the happiest and she has a lot of that energy I missed for so long. And so I, I just, yeah, I really cherish that for the last, you know, year and a half. It's been yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. Those are the good things that have come out of COVID just exactly. being able to be together. Like my husband's a teacher and he was completely working from home. So lunch, he was popping out of the room and, you know, it's just, yeah, there's, there's definitely some good things that came from yes. this time us yeah. having to be at home all together. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. For sure. That's cool. Well, thank you for joining us again. I, I appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, if you guys are listening, that was the Mito podcast. Um, if you have any questions or any suggestions for future episodes, go ahead and email us at mitopodcast at gmail. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, and Instagram. Mm -hmm.